I am super excited because um, I really just listened to the recent Cardi B uh, online um, interview she had with The Breakfast Club. And I'm excited because this is really something I think people don't really think about when it comes to getting recognition, becoming famous, getting all of everyone's dreams coming true. And I say that because I can remember when I was younger and watching Barney way back when, right? And I used to always dream of being on the Barney platform. I wanted to be the little kids singing the songs, playing the little games with Barney. And, you know, all I saw was the happiness, like the fun, like, oh, that would be so cool to be on Barney or Sesame Street and, you know, dance around and have a camera in front of me. But looking at these people like Cardi B, um, the lead singer that recently committed suicide, other professionals who committed suicide, Robin Williams, um, Prince, Michael Jackson, like, you know, all these different people who had the platform that many people crave for have these inner demons, it seems to be, or issues that are making them feel like they're alone, that makes them depressed, they have mental problems, and all these different variables, you know? And I was like, you know, it's really deep because all we see is red carpets, music awards shows. We see all the front-facing things like, oh, it looks so good, it looks beautiful, I want that, I want that, I want that. But behind the scenes is where everything is like, oh, my God, do I really, really want that? It's kind of like people who are aiming to be a CEO or or not even a CEO, that's, like, really, really hot, or maybe aiming to be a manager. Like, right now you're probably an employee somewhere or you are a manager. What drew you to want to be at that position? More than likely it's the money because the money is what draws most people to anything they go to in life. And the money is what keep you or can lose you based upon how much you're being paid, right? So look at it like this. You see a manager position. You're tired of being at your current position. You're like, you know what? I want to be a manager. I get two times the pay, and I can handle all this extra stuff. I can handle, you know, delegating people and these multiple tasks. And that's all you really see because, you know, when you're looking at a job description, they don't say, oh, you have this boss and this boss and this boss that's going to be yelling down your neck, sending you emails, stressing you out, making you feel like you can never please them. They put in so much pressure on you to get stuff done. They they want you to move mountains when you can't move a mountain at all. And that's not shown because behind the scenes, it's so much more when you are at a higher position or in the spotlight or front facing. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, Yes, everything looks beautiful. And I can't admit myself, when I first made a YouTube video in 2000, and I want to say like 8 or 09, and I made a video when I had dreadlocks and I was making videos about how to do hair. Wasn't much out there back then. And I got over like 10,000 hits on my videos because they was really low-budget videos, you know. I didn't have no editing software or anything. But 
I stopped because, you know, I didn't really think too much of it. I didn't think about, you know, oh, I can get paid for this and X and Y and Z. So when I came back on YouTube uh, maybe like a year ago and I saw that all these videos had major hits and I didn't think I did, but apparently I did sign up to receive monies from advertisements. So I had a little couple dollars in the AdSense account and I was like, oh my goodness. And I was like, oh my God, like I can really do I do this. So I literally took time out of my day, you know, bought extra stuff and all this and all. And I was like, you know what? People are making a business out of this, but you know, I really can't do it. And um it's a lot. It's a lot to it. Like it's so much work in making the video, which is like why I kind of came over here to podcasting. But I'm trying to go back into the video thing because I like to make videos. I've always wanted to have an outlet where I can reach people about different things in my life, things that I've went through, things I've seen, things that, that are relatable, fun things. You know, I just have always been a people person and a person that wanted to broadcast stuff just for fun. Nothing like, oh, I need you to make this deadline and get 2 million views. Like, I don't know if I can handle that kind of pressure. Like, honestly, I don't know if I can do that. And even with this podcasting thing, like with me starting my podcast on Anchor, at first I was like, oh, okay, let's make a little podcast on my phone or whatever, whatever. And then, you know, I go to people's podcasts and listens to them and they're like this podcast is being brought to you by and I'm like brought to you by then I do research and it's like you know companies reach out to them and they pay them money to speak on um, their products within their podcast and I'm just like oh my goodness like you can make money off of this too like I was like oh my goodness there's so so many opportunities you can do but then it's like when you start aiming to get paid for something I feel like that's when the quality of your work go down because your whole focus is just to get money versus to bring the people something worth listening to. The whole purpose of a podcast, for what I understand it to be, was to communicate with the masses on numerous topics and things and ideas and everything else in the world you know everybody didn't want to do a video it was so much easier it's user friendly and it was just you know hard to get to but now it's becoming so worldwide and so much easier that podcasting is becoming like water it's <laughs> it's accessible every damn where you know but um I was interested and I was like thinking about like people and celebrities that actually been through craziness and how we as mere mortals of the normal society don't think about the things that can actually be taken from us because of our status in life. Like right now, you and I, we Joe Schmo. You know, we just some normal old people going to work every day, coming home, dealing with our family, our children, our significant others, maybe deal with yourself. But you may think that's the most boringest thing. Oh, my God, I have no life. I have no friends. I don't go nowhere. But you see celebrities with all these events, and they have this money, and they have this bling, and they have these cars, and they have these houses, and you think that money brings you happiness. And I can tell you from experience I've had money, and it does not bring you happiness. Money brings you headaches. Fame seems to bring you headaches. And I feel like even when people making podcasts, some really do want to just make a podcast to reach out 
and to connect with people. Whereas some others are working overtime every day, every night, researching what's the best topics to get hits on my podcast so that I can raise up my ranking and be noticed so I can get advertisers and I can do this and I can get that. You know, when you start to do things that make your fun become work, it's no longer enjoyable. And then your your quality start to go down because you're so focused on the dollar sign versus being focused on the actual product that you lose everything. You lose your your potential. You lose your primary focus of starting what you did within a podcast, within a YouTube video, within whatever. You know, money sometimes blinds people. Not sometimes, all the time. And in the Cardi B interview, like, she... Contra- I don't want to say contradicted, but she said basically like rapping for her was fun at first. But now that people are putting these deadlines on her, people are, you know, putting the pressure on her to get things done, make m- make albums, stuff like that, it's no longer becoming fun for her. And then, you know, they're asking her about, oh, well, you know, they talked about you and um, Offset having a TV show. Would you do that? And she was like, I don't really know. But then you see the money and it's like, well, you know, I can do that. And and that's the thing. So many people get stuck and do things they normally wouldn't do because of the almighty dollar. And your life should not be so, uh, so, contra- no, so controlled by money that you do things you wouldn't normally do and then you sit back and you regret it because in your heart of hearts you know you wouldn't want no cameras in your household watching your every move I mean she left loving hip-hop I believe for the same purpose but now you're thinking about possibly going back and that's like damn like people really can't just say no like, I have enough money. You know, you don't have to have all the money in the world. And if you live a normal, modest life, out not out here buying all the crazy crap, you can live a long time on interest if you have a good financial advisor and you just do little shows here and there. You know, many people that are not considered A-list celebrities are out here living luxury and living a normal life. Not, I mean, not as crazy as like a, probably a Beyonce or now Cardi B or people that's like seen as very very popular but they get checks and they're not seen all the time as like oh I have a whole mob of paparazzis popping out of bushes and you know I for one can never see myself living life where I can't go to my Dollar Tree you know I want to be able to go pop my own damn gas. I want to be able to just go to a mall and look for a last-minute outfit without having to worry about hiring people to protect me from people that normally would not look at me twice. Well, they would look at me, but not look at me like, oh, my God, I want an autograph or a picture. No, 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 not like that. But um, I really couldn't, I can't see how I can be happy or content to live a life where I can't leave my own home without some kind of protection. I can't leave my own home or bring my children to the park to play because I have to worry about 
people surrounding us, cameras flashing their lights, people yelling at me, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, or cars following me. And oh my God, like I swear, I swear I feel like I will go crazy. So I did a little research online because I'm like, you know, it has to be something out here regarding this type of situation. And lo and behold, um, the magazine people had an article out back in 2017 about the same thing. And these celebrities talk about the struggle of the lack of privacy because you are considered famous. So I'm going to read you guys some of this because it, I feel like these things are really important to really think about. Because if you're out here trying to be um, the top of the top Think about all that you could lose becoming the top of the top, you know? Think about what's at stake. Because right now you may be having like two nickels rubbing together like how I'm going to make a dollar, you know? But you can make a dollar without being the front face of something in the entertainment business, you know? You don't have to be that person. But if your mode is like I want to be an actor, I want to be an actress, I want to be in a rap game, blase, blase, you know? You can't be your normal self. You have people out here trying to make you who they need you to be so that they can make money. You're no longer your own self. You're no longer in control of who you are. And it's sad to say, but it's true. That's why so many people stop being popular on purpose. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. So let me go right ahead and bring some you know, some light to you, okay? So the first actress name is Gigi Hadid. And with her story is you basically lose a lot of friends. What she said was, in a way it's good because you learn that it's better to have a few really good friends than tons of friends you really aren't sure about. There are people who understand that I love them and who know that when I get back in town, I'm going to call them. But sometimes I can't call every day because I'm in a weird place and I've lost a lot of friends because I'll get busy for a short period of time and they're not reaching out. But if I don't reach out, then it's like I've changed. I'm good with the friends I've got. And that's true now when you have no money. If you don't call your friend for a couple of days, maybe you got a new job, maybe you got a new boo, and they're like, oh, you acting oh, you acting brand new because you got this, you got that. But imagine if you became famous and then you just forget to call them because you got so much going on. You have so many other things you have to think about, you know, but they don't see that. All they see is your success and, oh, well, she needs to call and let me know. Case in point. Cardi talked about how when she became pregnant, her friends calling her like, why am I finding out you pregnant by the internet? Why didn't you call me? Okay, I'm not at home like I was before pre-being on the Grammys and all this and all that where I'm like, let me call such and such because, oh my God, I'm pregnant. I have so many other things going on. But people don't see that. All they see is you now big famous everyone knows you so I'm just a nobody now I'm not your friend like the person that's been here for you forever always had your back x and y z you know they always tend to feel like they're on the they're on the defense from you like like you owe them something and it's crazy but it's like really true so um the next one is Selena Gomez you know she has a lot of issues with depression and things like that. And, um, you know, she just revealed that 
she felt a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. And when she went on tour, she always felt alone. Her depression was shot. Um, she was very anxious. She started to have panic attacks before getting on stage and on stage. She would even cry on stage. And she felt like, you know, she wasn't giving her fans anything that they could see, which was a complete distortion, and that her life was so stressful. So she just stopped her whole tour in the middle part and just went to work on her because she's so focused on living up to the expectations of what her actual role was in the public eye that she lost herself. And that's true as well because if you speak out about something and you have so many people saying, oh, my God, like, I look up to you. You really, really helped me. I can't I can't see how I would survive if you never gave me this. Then you've become everyone's in the world's therapist. And you feel like, oh, I always have to, you know, provide a message because people look up for me. People look to me to help them. But then it's like, who's helping you? You know, we do this even in real life with our own friends, how people come to you all the time with their problems and you're listening and listening and giving them advice. But then it's like when you go around and be like, hey, I got this issue for you, nobody there listen. And it's like one-sided. But imagine having thousands or millions of people counting on you for things that you know nothing about, but they put that pressure on you because you're in the public eye. Now, Lady Gaga um, was out. She was big, 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 big. Then she just vanished out of nowhere. And I never really understood why. But then um, in this article, she has, you belong to everyone else. And she revealed this on an interview with CBS Sunday Morning. And she says, as soon as I go out into the world, I belong in a way to everyone else. It's legal to follow me. It's legal to stalk me at a beach. I can't call the police or ask them to leave. And I took a long, hard look at the property line and I said, well, you know what? If I can't be free out there, I'm going to be free in here. And she pointed to her heart. And she got teary-eyed. And she was like, you know, I miss people. I miss, you know, going anywhere and meeting a random person and saying, hi, I have a conversation about life. I can't do that anymore. And that's what I mean, like, the normalcy of just walking outside and no one looking twice or three times or just stopping and following you or coming to you for a conversation or uh, a picture or autograph. It's like you couldn't even scratch your own ass without somebody taking a picture of it and probably posting it like, oh, like she scratched her ass. Like, imagine that. Like, it's crazy. The next one is from Amy Schumer. So, you know, she's she was a big deal for a minute. She had a lot of good movies come out, and then, again, she vanished out of nowhere. Um, I wasn't, like, a huge fan of hers, but she was cool. So um, she said that um, she was on the Howard Stern show, and she was like she hated going to the Met Gala, and she felt like it was punishment. What she said was, is people doing an impression of having a conversation? I don't like the farce. We're dressed up like a fucking bunch of assholes. And she was like, I left not the second I could. 
I left earlier than I should have been allowed. I got to meet Beyonce, and she was like, is this your first Met Gala? And I was like, it's my last. Because she felt like it was a dog and pony show, and literally it is. Like, we see these award shows, we see these people dressed up, but we don't see the back end of what all goes into it. Like, I'm pretty sure they have, like, rules and standards that you have to abide by and do to become a part of these award shows and things like that. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, um, she just says, like, dating is near impossible. No one ever asks me out. I am lonely every Saturday night. Guys are so mean to me. I know where it's coming from. I know they're trying to establish dominance, but it hurts my feelings. I'm just a girl who wants you to be nice to me. I am straight as an arrow. I feel like I need a guy with all due respect who has been living in Baghdad for five years and who has no idea who the hell I am. Like, that is, like, so true because imagine trying to find love in this world when your face is on billboards, your music is on a radio, your face is in every supermarket. Like, how can you trust and believe that someone is coming to you genuinely to be with you? and not to actually, you know, get something from you. And that's the that's the same thing Ildris Alba said. He said, sometimes you're not sure what's real or not, especially when it comes to relationships. If you're adored by millions, sometimes even on your own front doorstep, you can become paranoid and constantly question, who is he? Who is she? I know I've been guilty of it in my past. So the paranoia does sink in with the fame that comes with, you know, everyone knowing who you are. Now, Justin Bieber, this child has been through so, 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 so much. And, you know, I remember when he first came out with the song Baby, 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 and now he's like a grown teenager. But imagine going through that whole adolescent grow up and change of voice and identity and everything. And, you know, you're not around just your mom, dad, and cousins. You're around grown-ups and people with their own identities and people who are fake, not real, and you're trying to emulate, pretend, or whatever you want to call it to fit into some sort of genre to help your success. And um, he discussed his struggle in the spotlight during an interview, and he said, I'm struggling just to get through the day. You can get lonely, you know, when you're on the road. People see the glam and the amazing stuff, but they don't know the other side. The life can rip you apart. I watched the Amy Winehouse documentary, I did too, which is a very good documentary that everyone should watch. And on the plane, I had tears in my eyes because I can see what the media was doing to her, how they were treating her. People thought it was funny to poke her when she was at rock bottom, to keep pushing her down until she had no more of herself. And that's what they tried to do to me. And he went on detail about the isolation of camping out in hotel rooms to avoid fans and 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 on paparazzi and I feel isolated when you're in a hotel room and all around paparazzi are following you everywhere you go and it gets intense when you can't go anywhere or do anything alone you get depressed I cannot wish this upon anyone and as I mentioned earlier like you don't think about those simple things in life you don't think about that because all you think about is what's the outcome of becoming famous what's the outcome of you know, getting my picture or my song on the radio or a picture on the magazine or TV or internet or whatever, like 
a viral video can make you known. But then you have people coming out wanting things and people expecting things, and then you just become a money-making machine for a company versus a person looking to accomplish something or to contribute to the world in a positive way. It's about what can you do to make me more money? What can I put you in to make me more money? And on the flip side, you know, social media has become a very, very, very big thing. And Kylie Jenner spoke about how it's hard to ignore bad press. Now, you know, the the Kardashians themselves are filled with a bunch of crap. Like, these people have been out for decades. I feel like it's been like 100 years. And they're just still here. And, you know, she started in when she was very young. And now she's a mom. So it's like imagine having press all the time about you and your family and it's always bad so what she was saying was she constantly feels anxious about unflattering things showing up in the media she wake up every morning with the worst anxiety and she doesn't even know why like I wake up every morning at seven or eight because I think there's a bad story about me and I have to check and her worst fear like which blew my mind is waking up and finding something bad about her on the internet like I can judge that but it's like you can't judge that because for me I can care less about something bad being posted about me because I know who I am and everything don't need a reaction you know people are doing their job people are doing what they feel they need to do to make the quick dollar to get their ad seen or their blog looked at or whatever and unfortunately that's what they do and that's what is common you know but to have that as a fear and like you still are in the media you are still doing what you're doing to get what you don't want that's what drives me nuts like why not just walk away why not just stop um george clooney he went on to say that you can't enjoy simple pleasures. There's no way to say it. There are restrictions to this kind of fame. I can't even walk in Central Park. I haven't done it in 15 years. I'd like to, you know. And it's like, you can't even go to the park and do a swing swing <laughs> because you're going to have a mall of people like, oh, my God, George Clooney is here. Like, can you imagine not even going to the park with your child or just to go to a beach and put your feet in the sand? Like, oh, my goodness. So Robert Pattinson, he's like having fame means being bothered constantly. I can honestly see that. He said, in L.A., I have at least 40 seconds from the moment I arrive somewhere before I get asked for an autograph. He says, it's like, it's Twitter's fault. If this website didn't exist, I'd be in peace. He blames social media as it's all too easy for fans to track his movements. But then it's like, um, how about not doing location? How about not posting, hey, I'm flying to LAX today? You know, those type of things I feel like, he did to himself, kind of like, you know, how they used to say Safari calls the paparazzi on himself because nobody really cares about him. So that situation where he just said, I feel like it's stupid because how can you blame Twitter? Twitter is not out here saying, hey, where you at? You have to put on location, I think. I'm not really good with Twitter, so I don't really know. But I know on Facebook, they have the location thing. So if your location is on, it can track 
and post where you've been at, but you have to post it, you know? So I feel like he's just looking for something because that makes no kind of sense. Like, come on, dude. You really can't turn off your location or just don't tweet. Like, come on, stop it. So um, the next one is Megan Fox. And she said, like, you experience bullying on a massive scale. She says, I don't think people understand they all think we should shut the fuck up and stop complaining because you live in a big house or you drive a Bentley. So your life must be so great. What people don't realize is that fame, whatever your worst experience in high school when you were being bullied by those 10 kids in high school, fame is that. But on a global scale where you're being bullied by millions of people constantly. Like, this is where... The whole suicides have been, you know, taking place because, you know, somebody posts something on Facebook and somebody shares it, somebody gets offended, or somebody just want to be a dick for no reason, and then everybody want to jump on the bandwagon of the dick person, and then the person who originally posted it gets you know, sees it and gets scared or gets sad, try to defend themselves. But then you have a bunch of people behind a screen typing these words that you're reading, which I feel like when you read something, it hits you even harder because you read it and you can't block it out. Where when someone's speaking to you, you can always tune them out. But I feel like for reading, it really hits you to your core. And it's like you can't unread it. You can't unsee it. It's there. And then you just keep looking and looking and looking. And um, having the massive scale of people all the time ragging on you or putting you down or saying you're ugly or you're stupid or this or you're that – it can really take a toll on you mentally because you start to believe it. You start to think, well, maybe I am a piece of shit. Maybe I am ugly. Maybe I do deserve what I get because, you know, everyone else says it. And even though you feel like you're strong and you can go without it, but it always seems to put some kind of doubt inside of your own head when you read stuff like this. And Johnny Depp, you know, he says all of your moves have to be carefully planned. He says everything has to be some sort of strategy. To get you into the hotel, you get out of the hotel, you get into the restaurant to get you out of the restaurant. Like, you have to literally plan how you're going to do this to have less chaos surrounding you. The next person is Daniel Gregg. Everything you do in public will be photographed. He stated how phones... <laughs> Phones are the fucking bane of my life. I get people who photograph me while I'm having dinner. I want to get violent, and I can't. I think it's their right to take a photo of me, and I find that incredibly intrusive. But every phone has a camera on it, so how do we stop it? We can't. So how could I go into a pub and have a few pints of Guinness and get a bit rowdy and sing a few songs when something's going to when, well, he didn't say some things. He says some shit <laughs> are going to film me and put it on the internet. So, you know, you can't even just let your hair down and, you know, enjoy life because you're afraid of someone posting you at your worst, which is not even at your worst. It's just you just having fun. But then, you know, everything is seen through interpretation. So imagine seeing Daniel Craig on a, on a stage with a beer in his hand singing a tune and he's a little tipsy and he's wobbling and wobbling. Then it's going to come out, oh, he has a drinking problem. He's an alcoholic. He needs to go to therapy. He needs to go to some kind of, you know, place to get help. And it's like, wow, like you can't even just enjoy being who you are. 
But in conclusion, I just really wanted to make this podcast because I know, like myself, many people have always thought about becoming famous. Becoming fame means having more money to take care of yourself and your family, getting things you probably would never, ever, ever afford, and just living the best life. But does your best life really means, okay, I'm going to give up my privacy. I'm going to let people that I do not know in, that I'm going to do things I know I I don't want to do, I'm being forced to do. You know, at what point do people stop allowing money dictate their movements? At what point are you going to say, you know what, I'm fine making this amount of money. I have my bills paid. I have a little left over. My life is good. If you are focusing on becoming popular and big on YouTube or Anchor, what point is enough for you? Is becoming featured on Anchor's top and getting a, and getting a couple hundred views and a few sponsors here and there okay? Or do you want to be out here going to celebrities and things like that and, you know, think about all that comes with that because everything has some type of string that you don't want to fiddle with, but... The money is there. So will you allow money to draw you into something you normally wouldn't be involved with? Or will you stand your ground and say, you know what, I'm okay. My life is fine the way it is.